welcome to the definitive guide to account simplification everything that you need to know to make sure that your ad account on facebook can easily scale that you have massive confidence in it that it's going to get better and better over time and ultimately you can make way more money on less and less work account simplification is something that well has been a touch point of debate for far too many years um over the last several hundred million dollars that i've personally managed and spent We've been able to establish a lot of case studies with Facebook to really get down to the must-know details. So let's dive into share what all of those are. We're going to get into three real big topics today. First one being data integrity. We're also going to dive into custom conversion events. And lastly, but potentially the most important for your bottom line, investment management. How do we dynamically manage our investment portfolio on Facebook? Now, before we get into all that, I just want to say this. I know you could be literally anywhere in the world right now, and you've chosen to be here, and I want you to know that I say thank you. And I do think it is a responsibility of mine to share the absolute straight dope with you instead of something like, here's a 10x ROAS, and give you complete lies. Or say, well, Facebook doesn't work anymore, and just ultimately feed that victim mentality that's complete nonsense. Also, if you enjoy what you see here, or you have any questions, it would mean the world to me. Go ahead and subscribe. Ask questions as we go along. I will personally respond to all of them. And if you like what you see and you want to make sure that you don't miss any more information, go to newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com and sign up so that you can get me in your inbox once a week, every single week. And if you want to work with me more, check out the Facebook Ads MBA program. It is the single best-in-class way to make sure that not only you're good at running Facebook ads, but managing your team and your time for profit and to maximize your confidence. Let's get into it. So, first thing that we really need to cover today is a less sexy topic, but ultimately one that I think is tremendously important. One of the reasons that we use account simplification or that we prioritize it is data integrity. So what we have to understand is really, what does that mean? Data integrity means that we are making sure that our investment with our money and our time is going to the highest value data that we can get. Because ultimately, Facebook is a machine learning platform. And what that means is the better and the higher volume of data that we give it, the smarter and smarter it's going to be to being able to do its job to benefit us. Now, ultimately, Facebook's primary role in our business relationship is to deliver us a higher volume of higher quality users into our sales funnel that ultimately hopefully ends with a lead or a purchase and then can begin their customer journey. Now what Facebook needs to do this is we need to be able to give it the information to allow it to leverage the machine learning that it has and the trillions of data points that it has on every single user. Part of the biggest issue that I see that people getting in the way of this, where people are working way too hard, and honestly, the harder you work, generally the worse the outcome is, because remember, you're not the one doing the work. It's the ads manager. 
You are the manager of the ads. They are the employees. Your ad sets, your campaigns, they work for you. Facebook is a vendor with employees. Your job is to manage that relationship. The more places that you're spending money, the more different audiences and, and, and campaigns that you're running, what you have to understand is that is an investment in keeping a lot of places dumb. You want to look at Facebook as the more money you spend in one specific place, the smarter that thing is, the better that thing is at a job. The longer you and the more time and money that you invest in training your employees, the better those employees are going to be. So when you're running five campaigns versus one, understand that each one of those five campaigns is five times dumber than the one campaign might be if you put all of that information into that one single place. As a matter of fact, they're actually far dumber than that. Um, because there is a, a curve, right? There is a, there's a slope to that. So if you're constantly trying new campaigns or new audiences, and you're using, say, ABO or retargeting or interest groups and lookalikes, which by themselves, interest groups and lookalikes and behaviors, those are dynamic. So what they learned a week ago might not even apply to the people that are in that audience today because they change all the time. Remember, those are out-of-date technology, right? Interest groups were made to... Be, to rip off affinity audiences on, on Google 10 years ago. And Facebook stopped even supporting it with developers like five years ago. So it's ancient technology that Facebook themselves have been begging you not to use and they don't even support. And lookalikes were invented to try to leverage some machine learning and give you a hit leg up. But that was before the optimized CPM environment existed. That's before this account simplification and optimization efforts were really paramount because Facebook changed the way that their system worked, that fundamentally that change fundamentally changed the entire world. And now literally every social media platform on earth is trying to catch up with what Facebook did. You look at tools like TikTok, they're actually hyper aggressive in keeping people on the platform for as long as possible by showing them content that they want. If your ads are things that people want to see, they're going to be shown to the folks that want to see them. Your job is to make sure that ad appeals to the person that's best fit to make a purchase from you. That's going to be really difficult if you are investing in a lot of places because ultimately, the more ad sets, the more campaigns, the more different audiences and products that you're promoting, the less data Facebook has on any one of those efforts the less training you're giving that employee, the dumber those employees are. And I really need you to think about this as real-world people. Not only on the other end of your ads, but think of the ad sets. Think of the campaigns as employees in your company, right? If you're constantly starting a new audience and then turning it off, you're basically hiring an employee and then firing them. 
how much work are you putting into training employees that you don't intend to even have employed with you for the next 45 days? How many employees are you bringing on board? And if they're not the best employee in your business in a matter of weeks, you fire them. Wouldn't it be better to avoid that problem entirely and focus on using Facebook the way it's designed? Now, another problem with data integrity, and we'll get to this here a bit more, is are you promoting multiple products? Are they all firing to a purchase event? Are you saying that a purchase of a $20 product has the same value as a purchase of a $200 product? If you're optimizing Facebook to maximize the volume of conversions, do you think that a sale of a product that costs $100 to sell is a good data point for a product that costs $20 to sell to look at and to say, I should be more like that? How many different products are inside of a single ad set? How many different products all have the same conversion events? How many different conflicting bits of direction are you giving somebody? Do you want your machine to be extraordinarily good at doing one thing so that you can rely on it for a long, long time? Or do you want to be chasing hopefully what works best and tremendously limiting your upside because you're never able to invest in the long-term growth of your business? One of these is a considerably better use of your time and effort. The last part that I want to get to about data integrity, and believe me, we'll get more to that last point here in a minute, is I hear the complaint all the time of Facebook's not stable, I can't trust it, the attribution is off, and all of this stuff. First off, you're never going to see the same result every single day but you are likely to see pretty decent trends and be able to predict what's going to happen when you look at it week over week, month over month. That's why inside the Facebook Ads MBA program, one of the, the very first lessons is actually an audit in Scrum. We dive into the ad account and make it so that you can see trend analysis week over week, month by month, by business objective, by part of your account. So that you can, at a glance, understand the trend analysis so that you can project results and be able to plan for weeks or months into the future. That's what you should be really investing your time into. The more moving parts you have, the less capable you are of dynamically managing your investment portfolio. So not only are you working harder to effectively keep the machine dumber, and confusing it. But at the end of the day, that also means that you're not able to plan for the future. So you're basically doing extra work to get a worse result that prevents you from being more confident. That's why we simplify. That's why we have to prioritize data integrity. And that is fundamental to this. Now, if you have any questions about that stuff, please, Ask them below. I will absolutely get to every single one of them. 
If you want to know more stuff about this, sign up for the newsletter, newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com. And if you want to get more information, go to links.facebookdisruptor.com and you can find all sorts of other ways of connecting. The next thing that I want to talk about here today is custom conversion events. And I'm curious, I'm going to give you a second. Are you right now identifying every single business objective that you are spending your time and money promoting with Facebook ads and training the machine to do on your behalf? as the same exact conversion event? Are they all purchase? Or is each business objective given its own custom conversion event so that you can silo that information so that an investment in one area doesn't negatively impact the investment in someplace else? I know that's a lot. The point here is we need to be able to reliably isolate our data. And this is another reason that account simplification is incredibly important. And while account simplification can tremendously help, part of that simplification also comes with making sure that we properly compartmentalize where we are investing. So maybe we get our entire account down to promoting one product, which is honestly what you should be doing all the time, pretty much anyway. Um, I mean, look, if you're spending $20,000, $30,000 a day, promote a second product, totally fine. And we'll get to more about that investment management and why it's actually a really bad idea to be promoting five things, even if they're all profitable. Um, we'll get into that more in a minute. But custom conversion events. If you do decide that for whatever reason, you're gonna promote, say, two offers. Now, a really good reason to do that might be a rebuttal upsell. Now, you see me talk about this in retargeting all the time. I'm opposed to retargeting almost categorically because it's incredibly stupid to do it if all of your offers are the same. If all of your ads promote the same product or offer. Now, the exception to that rule is, what if I'm running my one campaign promoting my, my hero product, but I'm willing to say, if you don't like this product, if it's not enough value for you, say I'm selling you this pen. My dad gave me this pen. We, we share the same name, so it's got his name on it. You're not going to be able to read that because my camera's not tracking. That's fine. Say I'm going to sell you this pen for 20 bucks. Say you don't want it. I could retarget you with more and more ads and more and more audiences and more and more ad sets and more and more campaigns and keeping everything incredibly dumb and excluding my retargeting from my prospecting which means my prospecting is going to be incredibly dumber because it's never even lucky enough to get a second chance at getting somebody to engage with it but what if instead using a rebuttal upsell strategy i retargeted you with buy three get one free so instead of trying to sell these for 20 bucks, I'll sell it for you for 60. 
Now you're like, well, maybe. I didn't want one. But if I can get four with free shipping and free returns and save 20 bucks, 25% off discount, I might do that. You'd be surprised how many of your customers don't buy from you because they're already sold on the product, but the value you're offering isn't good enough. Have you ever seen an infomercial? If you're going to retarget, retarget with a, but wait, there's more offer and then charge them more money. The point here is, say you're running that type of offer inside of your campaign. And so with that, you do legitimately need to support two products, two offers, two services. Okay. So if we have a product or service, let's say that the one pack is 20 bucks. To get four of them for the price of three is 60 bucks. Do I want Facebook to see the purchase of the $60 item as an acceptable user and outcome for somebody who I'm only trying to sell them the $20 item? Say my CPA on the $20 item is 15 bucks and the CPA on the $60 item is 40. Reasonable. Do I want to tell Facebook that the sale of a single pen, I'm willing to pay $40 for it? If you're not using custom conversion events to separate these data sets, then that's what you're doing with your money right now. Because Facebook is ultimately trying to see the occurrence of that purchase event. and maximize the volume of those events that you get based on what you say is an acceptable result. And the way that you tell Facebook that's okay is because you keep spending money on it. Now instead, what you could do is utilize custom conversion events. Now the easiest way of doing a custom conversion event, especially, let's go with an example of, you have a Shopify store. Okay. Now every item in that Shopify store has a product ID. Okay, what you can do is go into Facebook and say, I want to make a custom conversion event. It's in the events manager section in the upper left-hand corner with the hamburger button. Technical term, by the way. Those three lines in a row is called the hamburger button. I promise you. So you go into the hamburger button. You hit the events manager. You look at your events. You can create a new custom conversion event. Now here what you can do is say, custom conversion event of the three plus one. The buy three, get one free offer. Okay. Now the buy three, get one free offer. Yes, it's gonna be the purchase pixel event. But it also is that purchase conversion event where the product ID contains, insert the god awful string of characters that designates the three plus one offer inside of your Shopify store. Now, you can optimize your campaign to that custom conversion event. Fun fact, uh, you can put that inside of your aggregated events manager too. Now Facebook is looking to that separate offer, even though it's a purchase, as a completely different business objective than the first one.
Now, why this is really important is because when you have an incredibly simple ad account, which is what you should be using, you also need to make sure that any bit of complexity beyond just one single campaign, one single product, you need to account for it in a proper way that ultimately allows you to compartmentalize that data so that you can ultimately leverage the machine learning in a way that gives you the highest value. So while we are always talking about simplifying our account, we have to understand that that doesn't mean that you are completely incapable and unable and shunned away from ever doing more than one thing. It just means that if you are going to do more than one thing, in an effort to simplicity, don't let any data point from over here get in the way of something that you're doing over here. Keep them discrete. Keep it as effectively two very simple efforts run under the same umbrella. And really the only thing they're going to share is all the backend data off of Facebook and a payment info. But they're both going to be coincidental parallel simple paths. Now I know this is a lot of technical stuff. Um, if you have any questions about it, please comment below. Ask me. Um, if you find this stuff valuable, please go ahead and subscribe. Let me know uh, if I can help out more with this stuff. If you like this type of information, don't be shy to go to newsletter.facebookdisruptor.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, I can't tell you. I mean, I get dozens and dozens of new people every day. We're out to thousands of folks now. So join that list. Don't get left behind um, because you will get stuff like this in your inbox every single week. And if you want more help, you can go to links.facebookdisruptor.com and from there, like, if you want to get consulting calls, work with me directly, join the Facebook Ads MBA program. There's an opportunity for you. The last thing that I want to cover here today is investment management. How do you dynamically manage your investment portfolio for scale and profit? Now, when we come to account simplification, we might have, let's give an extreme example, one campaign. And in that campaign, just like I've been telling everybody for years that the 322 method and dynamic ads and CBO at Broad, I mean, it's been three, four years now that we've been preaching that thing as much as possible. And this is, you know, August of 2022 today. So yeah, long, long time. The point of it is, what we need to do is understand that in the effort to simplify our account, it doesn't mean just turn everything off right away. But we can start to take a look at where are we investing? And what I get a lot of from folks is, well, this thing's making me a 1.15 ROAS, and this thing's getting me a 0.78, and this thing, which first off, don't use ROAS. That doesn't mean anything. So we're talking about profit per customer journey. When I sell this product, I'm going to net $20 profit on this customer journey. When I sell this product, I'm going to net $100 off of this customer journey. You have to start looking at your numbers like that. ROAS is built off the concept of attribution, and ultimately, attribution is a lie. And ROAS is a wildly dynamic number that 
is built off of taking credit for everybody else's work. There's a million reasons why ROAS is bad, and I've gotten other videos for that, and you should check them out. What we're really going to dive into here more, though, is what investments are best for you? If you have four products you're promoting right now, I guarantee one of them is the worst investment you're making. So how do we identify that? And then ultimately, let's get rid of it. And when we're doing account simplification, it's not just for data integrity. It's not just to make the machine smarter. It's also to spend our money in a better way. Now, the idea here is, if we're investing in long-term growth, our objectives might be different than if we're investing in immediate cash flow. And those are all very different things. But let's kind of keep all things equal and just kind of go off of an example here. If we're investing in one place where we get $20 back for every customer, we make a $20 profit on every customer we sell this product to. And we have another item where we make a $50 profit. And then another one with a 75 and one more where it's a hundred, but the, it takes like three months to get that profit off of them because of the LTV, et cetera. We now have the decision to make. If we can make $50 off of a product, off of a customer, why are we making any investment where we only make 20? You might say, well, I'm making profit off of them. So I want to include those. Great. But you're losing $30 every time you make that sale. Because you could be investing where you make $50. They might say, well, the CPA is a little bit lower so I can get more customers. Okay, cool. So maybe your objective is just customer acquisition. In case, why are you investing where you're going to make $75 off of somebody? Where maybe you do that, but it's on one-fifth of the amount of people. So where you can make $20 off of somebody... For every five of those sales, for every $100 in profit you can make, you're promoting another offer where you're only going to make 75 bucks off of somebody. That's 75. That sounds like a liability. And you might look at it, well, my ROAS is higher. Again, ROAS is a trash number because it lacks all of this contextual information. That $75 offer, that $75, that 75 profit margin with a PSM on that is effectively 75 bucks. Every time you invest in making a customer there, you lose $25 that you could have made on the $20 item. Not only that, but now that we've gone over data integrity and everything else, that $20 item isn't doing nearly as good as a job as it could because you're investing in other resources. So you're not training your best employees to get better. Instead, you're taking a worse employee and over-investing in them when ultimately they're a liability to your business. Now, how much better does that employee have to be? Well, you would need to go from a $75 profit to over $100 profit. So if the AOV and the LTV stay the same, you would need to reduce the CPA by over $25. That may or may not be possible. But this is where you need to understand if you're promoting four things, at least one of them is a really bad option. And maybe for you, it is all about cash flow. It is all about customer acquisition. And you need as much of that as possible today. In which case, why are you investing in the LTV offer? 
if you need money today and that is the ultimate goal of the business investing where it's going to take you three months six months to get a return on of a profit on that investment versus a bunch of customer acquisition right now at a profit that long-term play is going to hurt inventory turnover it's going to hurt immediate cash flow and ultimately especially if you're using investment bankers or you are running on a very controlled inventory situation that ltv offer is a liability to your business my point here is understand what your actual objective is because it's never get a certain x row as on spend today that is never the job the job is to understand what the business needs are for the business and the finance department what their requirements are for success and align your investments to most heavily favor what those needs are. And the easiest way of doing that is finding what is the biggest liability that I'm investing my time and energy into. And then remove that transition away from that piece. You don't have to just turn it off today, but you can reallocate that budget to other things. And you're immediately going to see a lift in what the business actually values. And the honest truth here is pick a lane. Make a decision. What are you actually trying to get done? If you are hedging your bets, trying to do three or four things, you're going to do all of them poorly. And maybe you make a profit in each one. Great. You did C plus work. Don't pat yourself on the back for that. That profit at each one comes at the cost of a much bigger upside for the business today and in the future because instead of doing the best work you possibly could, you did good enough in a few places that ultimately keep everything done. That's a really bad way of managing, and that's a terrible investment. I hope this makes sense to you, and if it doesn't, ask questions below let me know what you need tag people that you know in this stuff if you like this stuff please subscribe ring the bell so you get the notifications and i highly suggest if you find this stuff valuable to join the newsletter of shaping disrupt to come you can get it on facebookdisruptor.com just click the link and join up you'll get information like this inside your inbox every single week plus interviews and everything else and if you really like this stuff and you are fed up with the frustration and lack of confidence and inability to scale and lack of structure and system and process and wasted time and ultimately the lack of success and the ever-increasing amounts of stress that you are facing as a Facebook advertiser. Check out the MBA program, mba.facebookdestructor.com. That is the single best resource you can possibly invest into, learning directly from me with lifetime access to direct support every week, and a thriving community of people that are actually trying to solve problems, not sell you stuff or complain. And the dynamic curriculum that updates every single week where we focus on not just the execution of Facebook, because let's be honest, that's actually really easy. But the process, the time, the team, and the project management that's required for you to ultimately be able to scale your business with confidence, being more success, with less stress and ultimately leveraging the machines and your team to scale your business 
but you don't have to do nearly as much work and do so in a way that is sustainable with high accountability and direct support for life with a bunch of people who are using the exact same standard operating procedure. And this is the stuff that I've taken from Guthy Ranker, from Textile, from other brands in the disruptor group like Smile Direct Club, 310 Nutrition, Purple Mattresses, Match Group, Movement Watches. What, what separates a nine-figure brand from a struggling seven-figure one has rarely anything to do with the actual product. It has to do with the way the business is run. If you want to know how to run a business like that and manage Facebook in a really easy way and manage incremental lift and simplify creative testing and ultimately just be so much better at this job. So somebody might hire you as the Facebook media buyer and within a couple of months, you're effectively the incremental CMO. That's your result. That's the kind of thing that we can do for you. And I do it for people around the world every single day. That being said, YouTube thinks you might like a couple of these videos and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye.